Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. 134. So the Edmonton Oilers last night took Dylan Holloway, who spent last season playing for Okotoks in the AJHL, put up uh, big numbers, um as a 17-year-old, and uh, then played for Wisconsin this year. Uh, Dylan Holloway went 14th overall. We've had a lot of texts as the day's gone on for people that uh, are connected to the Alberta Junior League that are very bullish on Holloway, and the Oilers traded their third-round pick for a fourth and a fifth, and with the 100th overall pick, they just took Carter Savoy. And uh, Brendan Escott, who uh, works in the show, does a play-by-play for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. I did an event with Sherwood Park last Friday, uh, last Friday or the Friday before uh, before game four of the Stanley Cup final. Carter Savoy had a mammoth season last year. Uh, can certainly shoot the puck. He's headed off to Denver University. I know Kyle Chase was telling me that he'd really gotten himself in the gym over the summer as well. So, uh, it's, so it's a fourth round pick. It's a swing and we see where it goes from there. As we bring aboard our inside the game analyst John Shannon. Hello John. Hey Bob, how are you? Good. Uh, what, it, you know, this show's called Oilers Now. We've had Mike Fuda on the show. Uh, he provided some interesting insight. Uh, he had seen uh, Dylan Holloway play last year in Wisconsin. Obviously, the Kings had Alex Turcott. Uh, mm-hmm. What have you been able to dig up in terms of Edmonton taking Holloway at uh, uh, 14? Uh, this is Edmonton. Everybody's got opinions on guys, even guys that they've never seen play before. Um, but well, and, and, I mean, Truth be told, I haven't seen him play, but I have talked to a few guys in the last 24 hours that uh, – Love love his size. They they think that he can be a quality top six player at some point. Uh, the key thing is, uh, like everybody else, when you get uh, into a draft like this, there's going to have to be a patience factor. Yeah, uh, and and that's you know he he's not going to come in uh, on January the third if the Oilers are playing by then and, and score two goals. I mean it's uh, this is this is all about development. Kenny told me all along that he was going to get a quality forward. He believed that because of the depth of this draft, and he, he thinks he's done that. 
Yeah, uh, and you know what? The way the top 13 of the draft, both Brendan and myself, uh, we did the picks before the draft, we both had the first 13 guys to go. Seth Jarvis was a guy that Edmonton would have had some interest in, and I believe yeah. Luke Prokop, who Nashville took at 73, the Oilers had some interest in at 76, so Edmonton trades down, and they get Carter Savoy. Um on a day, and, and it's interesting, uh, John, because there's there's been, you know, I'd say that there's been some criticism of the Athens U trade in particular because you gave up two number twos to get them, but a lot of the listeners get it. The landscape changed, and it's not just on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, there's a lot of organizations making hard dis- uh, decisions on guys who could be potential res- uh, free agents here, RFAs, and they got to make the decision in the next hour and 23 minutes. Now, the Oilers have already informed Athens, Seal, and Benning that they're not qualifying them. Uh, give me your right. thoughts on how that all ended up playing out. Well, uh, firstly, I you know there there was a point um, pre-pause that uh, there was a belief that the Oilers were a couple of players away from making a huge impact in the in the playoffs. And so when you got to deadline, you know, everybody said, well, we need, you know, the, the team needs a bit more speed and they need a veteran defenseman. So between Mike Green and Athanasiu and then t- throw in Tyler Ennis, who I, I think Tyler Ennis uh, did exactly what he was supposed to do for the yes. franchise. But the other two guys uh, were, were a, a gamble. Um, and a calculated gamble at that, and um, and you're right. The pandemic changed everything based on on what the economics of the game are. So uh, Kenny Holland was going to get criticized for giving up picks. He was also going to get criticized for not being aggressive at a time when Connor McDavid was playing well and Leon Dreisaitl was having a career year. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with, like, we have not, well, we've seen a couple trades. You know, we saw the Josh Anderson trade. You know my feelings on Josh Anderson. Love him. Yep. Uh, that deal with Montreal, we've seen the Matt Murray deal. We haven't seen that many more, but because of the caliber, like, you know, there's been some guys bought out. There's been some guys that aren't being qualified. We're going to have a saturated free agent market coming up on Friday, aren't we, John? That starts Friday, absolutely. We are going to have a yes. ton of players sitting there uh, waiting for the next job. The challenge, Bob, will be is that not everybody's going to get that, you know, that big contract on, at 1201. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is going to be the longest, this is going to feel like the longest free agent window in the history of the game because teams are going to wait and look at scenarios. Uh, see where the see where the dollars are coming from. See what dollars are being used and how they're being used. Uh, I, I I suspect that we're going to have a handful of deals early, and then it's going to be managers just penny grinding their way to uh, to finding guys to fill their rosters. John, I just got to share this with you to our Ashley uh, uh, Ashley Five Floors text line. All right, here we go. Uh, Bob. In, in, in any trade, we have to see which team won or it was a fair deal, like we saw with the Domi deal. As for Athanasiu, Detroit won the trade regardless of COVID or cap. Bad trade period. We have to stop short-term fix and ask players to play and win hard until the right trade happens or comes in from the drafts. That's one text. Another texter says, the Athanasiu trade was a good trade. Don't pay attention to the fans that want to move goalposts to suit their narrative. Doesn't that tell you? One text right after another on our Ashley Five Floors text line. 
Well, and that's, you know, and it's been an overused word, and that's why you have to manage in a bubble, too, because you can't, you can't listen to fans, you can't listen to, you know, the, the so-called experts all the time. You have to find a way to gauge and judge situations, and uh, quite frankly, if Kenny Holland is sitting there at the helm, I trust him. I trust him to do the right thing at the right time, and he's not going to have a batting average of 1,000. This text says, hey, I see a lot of fans of 2020 hindsight when it comes to the Athens CU trade, but considering where the orders were at the time, AA was a good gamble. Again, so we're getting... Absolutely, and I think that that's a fair comment. Here we go. All right. Uh, so, uh, with all due respect, John, I don't know what your uh, talent is in assessing fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft picks, so we won't talk about what's coming up in the rest of the draft. Let's focus on what might happen with Edmonton over the next 72 hours. Uh, the orders have been linked to Jacob Markstrom. Does that make sense to you? Well, he's, he might be the best goalie on the market. I just don't know how they can afford him. Right. You know, if you you if you if you can tell me that uh, uh, that uh, Kenny Holland can afford Jacob Markstrom and uh, fit him under the cap and and not compromise a lot of the rest of the roster, then go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and that'll I mean, be. I, I think that there's a few teams like that. The team I it, it, I do the team I keep hearing that is at the top of the Markstrom list, other than Vancouver, is Detroit. Hmm. Because the Red Wings are in dire need of a starting goaltender, and, and Steve Eiserman has more cap space than anybody else. Could Steven Stamkos make sense in Detroit? Um, tell me his health. Okay, well, that, 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 I'm just wondering how, how Tampa Bay is going to extricate themselves out of their unique cap challenges. I know they've asked Tyler Johnson to be a little bit more open-minded. Uh, and you mentioned Detroit. I just thought about, I don't know, I don't have the answer for that on Stephen yeah. Stamkos. I'll be frank with you. Oliver Ekman-Larsen, how have you uh, observed that situation playing itself out right now, John? Well, you know, let's face it, he's down to the two teams. I mean, he's down to the three teams, really, because uh, by the time Friday comes, he said he's either going to stay in Glendale or he's going to go to Vancouver or go to Boston. The prospects that the Bruins are offering, and I, I, I'm told, are better than the prospects that Jim Benning's offering. Um, the, the challenge for me for Vancouver is, uh, as much as I think it would be an attractive place for Ekman Larson to play, I just wonder why they're, you know, they've got a good thing going there. I, I'm kind of with you. Based on chemistry, a lot of it's based on chemistry. And um, they've got an if offense. You sign Ekman Larson, you're losing Chris Tanev, and Chris Tanev's a valuable player. Chris Tanev's a good dressing room leader. Chris Tanev has a place to play, and then Chris Tanev's going to get a good deal somewhere. Uh, and I think he wants to play in Vancouver, but if not, Chris Tanev is going to be attractive for some teams. Uh, Sunny in Vancouver, Texas right now. By the way, Elliot Friedman reporting Ryan Strom will get qualified. There is reports that they're, they're about $400,000 apart per year in an extension. He had 59 points last season. My guess is he comes in around four and a half to $475 million on an extension. Uh, 
Bob, any way the Oilers can clear cap space with guys like Chason and Russell for prospects or late-round picks, I don't know about that, Sonny. I mean, in the case of Chris Russell right now, you may need uh, Chris Russell uh, given the injuries with Oscar Clefbaum. So we'll wait and see on that. John, final question, just because we're going to – the Oilers drafted Carter Hart. We're working on a couple more guests here. Sorry, Carter Hart. Uh, Carter Savoy. Uh, yes. Uh, I'll leave it uh, with this one. Gary Bettman now says January 1st. No surprise to you. Is that even optimistic at this stage, or is it realistic? I think it is. I, I think it is, and I think you're, you're going to hear about in the next month or so is there's going to be pushback from the teams because the teams want to make sure the season more than any other part of the year has people in seats at some percentage. So the earlier the, the earlier you, your start, the less chance you have people in the seats. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Gary has said and the Players Association have agreed Jan 1. I wouldn't be surprised in the end it's Feb 1. All right. Great stuff, John. Uh, we, we might reach out on Friday as well, okay? Opening a free agency. Yeah. Th- thanks for joining us. Okay. Our NHL insider is John Shannon. It's 145 at Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Momentarily, we'll go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We will tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, to the injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Well, we don't have much to uh, say. We're going to be watching free agency over the next couple of days. Obviously, the Oscar Clefbaum situation, the biggest for the Edmonton Oilers, and the Oilers do not have a resolution at this time. Uh, some notes today. The Ottawa Senators gave up a number two. They got uh, Matt Murray from Pittsburgh. They need to renegotiate a new deal. Yesterday, the Montreal Canadiens traded Max Domi to the Columbus Blue Jackets, got Josh Anderson. They included a third-round pick in that deal. Anderson's got tremendous upside, 27 goals. Uh, Elliot Freeman reporting that Max Domi has already started to make some headway with Darren Ferris, his agent. Um, uh <laughs> Just getting some more feedback here and a scouting report on a player. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Darren Ferris represents not just Max Domi, but also Josh Anderson, the two players that were traded for one another. He also represents Andreas Athanasiu, who Edmonton today, along with Matt Benning, did not qualify. Oilers pushing that out. And uh, he also has Taylor Hall, who I believe will be the highest-priced free agent forward and may only be at, like, six. Or six and a half million dollars. Think of Matt Duchesne going last year for eight. To this day in Oilers history, here's Brendan Escott. Or maybe not. You caught me off guard. I'm trying to fumble through the papers here to tell you that in 1993, the Oilers acquired defenseman Adam Bennett from Chicago in exchange for Kevin Todd. Bennett played 48 games in Edmonton, registering nine points before his career fizzled out in the minors. I'm trying to recall. He got knocked the you-know-what out. Uh, tall, lanky guy. I forget who he was fighting. 
it was a bad one, and he got hurt in that fight, and I think his knee actually buckled. Do want to mention tomorrow, guests will include Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, and George LaRock. Brendan, let me know uh, if you're able to negotiate contact with our guest. I... We'll head into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Bob, could uh, putting Oscar Clefbaum on IR free up cap space? The answer is yes, Sean, uh, but it's a little bit tricky out of the gate. That's the one thing I will say. And then you have to kind of bet on whether or not it's going to be a season-long scenario. Now, if we don't get started playing in February, which is what John Shannon indicated, February, March, April, May, maybe playoffs June and July, that could be a tad, a tad problematic. Uh, Bob, the $4 million in cap savings right now is a bigger need than having Chris Russell in the third pairing for another year. You could... Uh, Use a fraction of that money to replace his value, in my opinion. That one comes to us for Mitch. Low cash says, Bob, could the Oilers get Taylor Hall one or two years and assure him a better contract once the Oilers clear some cap space? Um, I think Edmonton could get in on Taylor Hall. I think he'd have lots of suitors, including Colorado and Calgary. Uh, you can nudge, nudge, wink, wink your way around maybe what happens uh, moving forward. Uh, Bob, the Oilers should move Russell out and bring in uh, Gustafson, who finished the year in Calgary, then grab Tyler Toffoli. Uh RP says, I don't understand all the doomers saying that you can't start the season on January 1st, but you can on February 1st. What will change with COVID in those 30 days? Nothing. A vaccine best case won't affect case counts for months after it arrives, and it won't be before the new year. That one comes to us from RP. This texture says, Bob, Matt Benning was actually our best defenseman at times. So, uh, well, okay, if you say so. I'm not sure. Um Bob, I saw Carter Savoy play, has some attitude, uh, but maybe that will change uh, late at times on lazy back checks. We'll need to change that on the next level, uh, but has some skill for sure. This, All right, uh, well, to get a little bit better handle of uh, what the Edmonton Oilers are potentially getting in Carter Savoy. Uh, we welcome back to the show the uh, part owner. I, I don't know if he's officially the GM, but I know he's uh, involved in the management team there, Kyle Chase. Kyle, it's Bob Stoffer. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, tell us about Carter Savoy, who's headed off to Denver. Uh, that was part of your team last year that went 49-9. and nine. Well, Bob, first of all, never met a kid that loves hockey as much as this guy. Um, they eat, sleep, and breathe it. The whole family. Skill just oozes skill. Um, you know, Car- Carter's never hidden from his his shortcoming on the other side of the puck, and has worked very hard at it in his two years with us. But I mean, you score 83 goals in a league, um, in any league, when in 110 odd games, uh, Bob at 16 and 17, um, that just you know it just plays to the fact that he's super skilled loves scoring goals and makes plays and plays makes guys on his line better it's just uh you know we're we're super excited for him and mike all right uh you mentioned to me a couple weeks ago that carter's dramatically improved his body like he had a good summer this year as well as he heads off to denver he did he had a really good summer it's interesting he uh he put the work in he 
he got behind it a little bit for most guys as far as the fitness side of it goes. He's improved it drastically um, over the last 18 months. And, you know, here's a guy that takes the game seriously and has, and has taken the, you know, the training seriously, works out with Barry Butt, um, where a lot of the NHL guys in Edmonton work out with, and, and he's taken it to another level. So, uh, you know, I'm proud of him. Sherwood Park Governor, uh, part owner, manager, Kyle Chase. Kyle, so is there a comparable for Carter Savoy for you? Yeah, um, you know, when you look at it, comparable to me is Phil Kessel. Everyone says, you know, well, Phil Kessel doesn't look like he's trying hard or doesn't look overly fit or doesn't do that. You know, he's got he's got a Stanley Cup ring and he's got he gets a lot of goals. So would you take that guy every day? And and, and of course you would. And, you know, we we talked about it in the past, you and I about. You know, it's just hard to find guys that can can bend the twine every game. And, and last year, he did it simply every game for us. And you know when the puck drops, the other team's got to score two goals because he's getting his one. So if they're going to beat you, they got to get two. Yeah, you need to be able to score. Uh, hey, look, while we got you on the air, uh, Benny got drafted as well. Uh, you had him for a couple of years. To be honest with you, we kind of heard more about Michael Benning than we did about Carter until about the middle of last year. Uh, both guys going off to Denver. you got to be proud of both those kids. Well, I'm so proud. It's interesting, Bob. Dallas Ferguson, one of the coaches at Denver University, texted me the other night and said, your guys are big time. And, uh, and I started kind of laughing, and he goes, no, they're just being on the ice with them every day gives us new perspective of, of the sky's the limit with both players. Mike is, Mike is no different than Carter. He's super skilled. Jeff Wojewitka, our D coach, did a fantastic job with Mike playing in both ends of the rink and teaching him a lot. And, you know, we're, we're excited for both guys, and we do feel that sky's the limit. So as an organization, from Kevin Love down to – Adam Mana, Jeff Waywitka, and myself, we're just, we're so happy for both players, and, and, you know, they put the work in, so we're super excited. There's a big difference between comparing numbers on a 20-year-old player in your league versus a 17-year-old. You saw Dylan Holloway play. What are the Oilers getting in Dylan Holloway at 14 overall? Well, they're getting a player that they don't currently have in their organization, in my opinion, and Dylan Holloway is very good both ways, and he can be physical. He can be skilled. He can play the game however you want to play it. Tyler Dice did an amazing job with, with him as well in Okotoks. And, you know, I, I had shot one of the scouts from the Oilers a text message just saying great pick because it really is a great pick. And, and that's a guy that might only play a couple of years um, of college if he wants to and step into the organization and be a contributor immediately, Bob. I, I really like the pick. All right. Do you, I mean, is there some ceiling to his offensive game? Is he? Do you see him as a second-line winger? Uh, do you see him as a middle six forward? Can he be a third-line center? Because they have McDavid and Dreisaitl, so I don't know if he's going to usurp those guys. But where do you sort of project him? Well, I'd project him, you know, anywhere in that six to nine range. He could, he could play in your top six. He's a guy that, you know, might learn in your top nine early. And then, and then be one of those guys that moves into your top six in a few years. Not unlike most players that are young, you know, they take time. And then Dylan, uh, Dylan's a really good all-around player. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting. But I, I, you know, I don't think there's any limit on those guys uh, as far as where they can play. But you'll find that he's big. He can skate. He can add offense, and he can play a shutdown role as well. So, you know, good player. All right. Hey, Kyle, thanks for doing this on short notice, okay? Good seeing you a couple weeks ago. Appreciate the call. You as well. Say hi to the family.
You bet. That's Kyle Chase. He's the uh, part owner, the, the GM out in Sherwood Park. He's really turned things around. I think there's 70 games over 500 over the course of the last two seasons in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Uh, Ross has texted the show to say, I watched Carter play 30 to 40 times the last two years. Natural goals, goal scorer, very gifted on the offensive end. Uh, got better at back-checking towards the end of last year, but still has to, uh, still is consistently standing at the red line with the puck in his own end at times. Scary pick. Nice to see a local kid getting drafted. But this this pick screams bust, says Ross. Well, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, again, 780-496-0063. Uh, here we go. I don't know, Bob. We're just getting screwed pick after pick. Well, yeah, Seth Jarvis, obviously, a lot of people would have liked to have seen him at 14 for Edmonton. He went 13th. The Oilers draft will continue. Reed Wilkins will have updates. Uh, Brandon Escott will have updates here on... Um, 6.30, Chad, during the course of the afternoon. Again, tomorrow for Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke, along with Louis DeBrusque, uh, along probably with uh, Tyler Wright, along with George LaRock, and probably Carter Savoy as well. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30, Chad, afternoons of Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.